Hey, homies. Welcome back to another episode of the In Common Queens podcast. I'm Lauren Page, and I have my friend Emma here. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Emma, tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, I'm 25 years old, and I live in Seattle, Washington. And Lauren and I met at Belmont University, um, where we both graduated from. I got a degree in faith and social justice with a minor in social work. And currently, I'm a nanny. Um, and I've been a nanny for about a year and a half for this family. And I'm just kind of hanging out in Seattle, enjoying my mid-20s, trying to kind of figure out what's next, but also not putting too much pressure on myself to figure it all out at once. Yeah, I'm really passionate about social justice and music and art and friendships. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, and I think along with I feel like all my friendships kind of have a cool story of how they started, but <laughs> I know with Destiny, I talked about kind of gave you a little shout out, but <laughs> I think that one of the things we said in that episode is like just putting yourself out there. And I definitely think that's how we, like, cause we knew each other because we lived in the same dorm, but we didn't really talk that much. We interested in passing and stuff. And um, then when Emma, I think you posted on Facebook just about your going into your semester and everything. And I had a extra semester that I was spending at Belmont. And so I was like, I need, I want to, you know, make more friends and have someone to make, you know, the last memories with at, at Belmont. And so I commented, I think on your post. And then, you know, got your number and we were (laughs) buddies at the cafeteria and late night, you know, dance parties later, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of amazing how it all worked out, I think. Um, Because I just, I had posted just this post about, oh, kind of doing my victory lap here, you know, going into my fifth year, Um, kind of the emotions that came along with that. And I think it was just really sick to have another person who was kind of understood what it felt like to to be there because I do think there is some level of pressure to finish your degree in four years right Mm -hmm. and that if you have to do an extra year you know I think there are implications of what that might mean about you or whatever but right I was like this is a blessing I get extra extra education and also it brought us close together. So that was, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even when I graduated, I realized that people that I went to high school with and just other people at Belmont were doing the same thing and like, didn't complete mm-hmm. in like the standard, like four years. And I was like, Oh, that's okay. Like, and I think that just goes along with like, we, by society and maybe family, like are told to do this one, have this one timeline. And I have said before, like we are in our early twenties and trying to figure it all out. So like how it's like, it's normal to be like, okay, wait, I want to do this. I want to change that. I don't want to take this class. I want to pivot here. And so I, I think it, and just like the way the school system set up, it's 
you know, you might not have known that you needed to take this class and you're like, what the heck? Or they like, I think at Belmont, they like change the curriculum sometimes and you're like, yeah. huh? <laughs> like that was not there before. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I think, I think this is a good, a really good topic to discuss. And I'm definitely really passionate about it because I do think that, you know, we're kind of raised with we're handed a timeline, you know, you graduate high school, you go to college, you go to a four-year university, you get a degree, and then you're, you know, off into the, the workforce to find your job, and it's just, it's unconventional, like, if you think about that, it just, it's not, life does not work out that way, (laughs) especially throw a pandemic in the midst of all this, and that's really gonna mess things up, you know? Yeah, because you graduated in the pandemic, yeah, I did. May of 2020, um, didn't get a graduation ceremony, which was kind of a bummer. Um, but I mean, they offered one about a year later, and it just did not feel worth it to go yeah. all the all the way back, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think your 20s are a really precious, unique time that should be spent doing things that you're passionate about and learning more about yourself because it is true that it takes a lifetime to figure out who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think we've been told that we need to figure that out kind of right away, but that's just not uh, ideal, not realistic, I don't think. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I'm just chilling right now, you know, working, making good money, but um, trying to really hone in on what it is that I want to do. Yeah. And I think that what we're told as well and I've I've been processing it is like how we can have multiple passions and multiple things that we're interested and sometimes that doesn't lead to necessarily they all are what we do for our careers or maybe in the life in the lifespan they all kind of come together and we all kind of yeah test the waters and different ones and I think that was definitely um like my journey and still is my journey at this point yeah, I think it's, you can have multiple passions and you can have multiple careers. It's like, mm-hmm. you can change your career, you know, um, which I think is kind of what we're made for. I don't know that I think mm-hmm. we're made for just one thing, you know? Yeah. I'm glad that like our generation and the generation behind us are kind of like dispelling that myth of like you have to stay in one job for like 10 20 years Mm -hmm. you can do like six months or a couple of months or a year two years or five years and so I kind of love how we're changing the landscape of kind of the workforce that's a whole like machine but we're kind of normalizing shorter periods of time staying in something for sure and it's like I think it's okay. We're learning that it's okay if you try something and it doesn't fit fit you, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work for you. I think our society is allergic to failure. And so there was this whole thing of, okay, well, once you pick what you're going to do, you know, you have to, you have to stick with it. You have to prove that, you know, you have grit and that you can stick it out. And it's like, I don't, I don't think we were designed to just be, you know, plugging along at something that we don't like yeah you know, like God made us passion he gave us these passions for a reason mm-hmm. so that we would utilize them and engage with them and nurture them and I think that if you're 
in a job that you hate, I don't think that God necessarily wants that for you, you know? And of course there are like so many circumstances where people have to work jobs that they don't like, you know, like it's, it's, it it, it could be a, a privileged thing that I'm saying right now, but you know, if you have the opportunity to work in something that you're passionate in, I think you should definitely take advantage of that. Yeah. And I think that can look a lot of different ways. Like it can be something part-time while you're doing something that brings in like more money or whatever that is. I think there thankfully now is a lot more uh, flexibility with jobs and how you navigate, like figuring out your passions while also like having a um, more of a steady income stream. Mm-hmm. But I would love to ask you, like, what made you want to study um, what you did at Belmont and like have the minor that you have? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, as as you know, but for your listeners, I actually started um, as a music major at Belmont University, commercial voice performance major. And I did it for two whole years, which was kind of why I had to do an extra year because that's a lot of time. Nothing, nothing transferred from music to social <laughs> justice, as you can imagine, except for my, my gen eds, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, really what it was, was I started having conversations with people at Belma and I honestly became friends with people that looked differently than mm-hmm. me. I grew up in a very white suburban area and I mean Belmont's a PWI right so (laughs) it's also pretty pretty white but you know I started going to to BSA things and and meeting other people and I just was exposed to a lot of injustices and having these conversations with people and I started reading articles and stuff about, you know, what was happening with our criminal justice system. And it was just heartbreaking for me. And I realized, you know, I'm really passionate about this, this, you Mm -hmm. know, this really hits home for me. And, and music was, I was growing uh, resentful towards the program, because it was just so much work. And Mm -hmm. they kind of formed and shaped you I think there wasn't a whole lot of room for your own creativity and that's Mm -hmm. I'm sure there would be people who disagreed with that but that's kind of what I felt Mm -hmm. and so I just looked at Belmont's other majors and I saw this faith and social justice one and I thought this is cool because I'm a Christian it's in the theology department and I think wrestling with Christianity and social justice is Mm -hmm. you know huge and really important and I think that you can't read the gospel without um, seeing a narrative of social justice in Mm -hmm. it. And so it just intrigued me. And I thought, yeah, this is really interesting. So I met with um, the guy who started the major, Dr. Watts um, at Belmont University and just had a conversation with him. And he asked me a lot of questions, kind of like an interview, sort of everything clicked and, and it felt, it just felt right. And I'd been praying about it a lot. Um, And I really felt like God was laying out the path towards that major. And yeah, I think he just got illuminated um, really a passion and desire to know more about social justice. I learned a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely have learned a lot from you, even though (laughs) I think that sometimes sounds backwards because, you know, plot twist, I'm black. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) 
<laughs> but I think you can learn things from anyone, honestly. And like, I can obviously learn more because even my experience is unique to the black experience in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the black from, I have, I'm still like processing things of like how I felt, you know, that I wasn't black enough or blah, blah. blah. And just knowing that mm-hmm. the black experience is vast and also that I can learn about the environment from you and like, you know, skincare products that are better for the environment and all those things. And even, you know, things about the criminal justice system that I didn't know um, and stuff like that. So I think you can always learn from different people, different things. And that's what's great about the world, (laughs) I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's why it's important to have friendships um, that are with people that are really different than you. And I don't just mean race, I mean all the intersectionalities, you know, um, those are the friendships that I learn the most from and probably gain the most from. Mm-hmm. I think that that's interesting because we basically, I was thinking about it a lot recently, have a long distance friendship <laughs> because yeah, we, we only do. spent like, what, four, five months in person together? I don't even... Yeah, a semester, whatever, a fall semester. So yeah, we do. We (laughs) do have that long distance friendship, though. It's just so, so hard and so taxing. (laughs) Yeah, I felt like this year we definitely grew closer, even like the back half of Mm -hmm. uh, 2021. We grew closer. I think that uh, what I've learned from you is like definitely more about communication because I feel like you challenge me a lot with communication because <laughs> you're like Lauren what the heck are you talking about and I'm like why am I talking in code like <laughs> girl you you're beating around the bush here just say it like it is <laughs> yeah you definitely challenge me to be more bold and like communicate better and not like Aww. uh try to sugarcoat things at times but always like you know of course say things in love but not yeah. um try to always hide like what I'm feeling and um where does that like come from for you like where does that I think this that boldness come from it's just funny how other people perceive you because I don't think of myself as a bold person but I uh I I think that's my own issues with anxiety and insecurities right that tell you Mm -hmm. a whole different narrative but I do think inherently I'm a blunt person. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of don't take BS. Like I, you know, I say things like they are and sometimes to a fault, you know, like I was going to say, hopefully, hopefully in, in every circumstance when I've challenged you, it's been with grace and, and mm-hmm. grace gracefully because, you know, it can, you can, really come at people hard sometimes and not realize um how harsh <laughs> what you're saying sounds you know mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know I think um to get you know really deep with with the question which I'm happy to do I think um I kind of grew up in a family where I kind of had to uh parent myself a little bit and grow up on my own And I think that it made me, that was, I had, that was what my survivor looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it's just made me tenacious and it's made me honest 
um, mm-hmm. and bold perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think just growing up in the family that I grew up, I love my family, but you know, we were a really broken family. And mm-hmm. uh, because of that, I really had to kind of look pain in the face from a young age and say, I'm not going to let you dictate me. I'm going mm, to fight. Wow. I'm going I'm going to fight back, you know. Yeah. So I think that's where my boldness comes from, you know, and and it and it obviously um transfers over into a friendship and manifests in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to look Lauren in the face and grab her by the shoulders and be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so early this year I kind of wanted you to. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, I didn't get the message. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Hopefully that answers your question. No, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good, very like good answer and honest answer. I thank you for being transparent about, about that. Uh, Cause I definitely, one thing that I, I don't always talk about on the podcast is like familial relationships and navigating that. Like, do you have any advice for people about like communicating in like kind of broken or kind of tense family environments and relationships? Mm -hmm. I would say my biggest piece of advice um, that I learned through therapy was just having boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing about having boundaries is it takes a lot of introspection and reflection to figure out what you need as a boundary because you know you could have a a simple boundary of like when this topic comes up I'm going to disengage or I'm not I'm gonna say hey you know I'm not gonna talk about this with you because it feels unsafe for me Mm -hmm. um you could have a, a, a simple boundary like that but I think with family dynamics in each individual family there are a lot more intricate boundaries that are necessary that take time to figure out so I would just say be patient with yourself and if you find yourself setting boundaries and not following through with them that's part of the process Mm -hmm. you know like they say relapse is a part of recovery right so Mm -hmm. if if you're perhaps relapsing in in your boundaries um just be kind to yourself and I think the other thing too is know like know your triggers know what know what gets to you and in that what you should avoid where you should avoid going with your family like what Mm -hmm. you should avoid talking about and then another thing that's been helpful for me is understanding that we all have trauma that we're bringing into the situation Mm -hmm. and especially you know generational trauma is often repeated right yeah so doing your best to kind of say, how can I, how can I put an end to this cycle? And, and maybe, you know, don't ask yourself that question if it feels too much, because that is a big burden to carry. Right. But I do think that there are certain people who are equipped to do that with the right tools and the right therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I think that would be my my advice but above all just be kind to yourself Mm -hmm. you know yeah that is important because I think that it's easy especially around the holidays and then afterwards of you processing being like around your family and what happened and the new year and all the things it's like easy to like look on social media and be like everyone looks all cute with their family photos Mm -hmm. but like the cliche thing is but it's true like you never know 
on the other side of those photos, like what happened or, you know, all the dynamics between people, which I think Mm -hmm. is um, an important thing to remember and like constantly remind yourself too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. So I know that you mentioned that you are kind of in a, a transition period, (laughs) I guess you could say. And, you know, of course, like we always talk about, like, you don't always have everything figured out. Do you think, what has been something since graduating that has been, I guess, maybe a lesson or something that you're still like reflecting on from, you know, transitioning into like post-grad? That's a great question. I am kind of a visionary, a big dreamer. And I think that the whole time I was in my degree at Belmont, I was plotting my future, which is not a bad thing, but planning, oh, it's going to look just like this, you know, and this was mm-hmm. of course pre-pandemic, right? So <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea what was coming our way, but I think that really what's, what's hard for me struggling with anxiety is change and the way that things change out of your control. Like I could change my hair color if I wanted, but that would be my choice. Mm-hmm. But with, with other changes that are inevitable because of environmental factors, mm-hmm. um, that's, that was really tough for me. And I had this vision of how it was going to go. I was going to move back to Seattle. I was going to work for a year, make some money, go to grad school, become a social worker, you know, get my LCSW, work in the criminal mm-hmm. justice system. Like I had this whole plan and here I am, you know, a year and a half later, and all I've done is the working part, right? right. And so I think it's been hard for me to wrestle with that it's okay that mm-hmm. I'm only on that part of the, that stage of that plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm on that stage of the plan because frankly, I don't know for sure what it is that I want to study, if anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think just the inevitable change that comes with being a young adult um, in a pandemic. Yeah, fun times. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a Panda Express. In a Panini. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because I think that's true because like even though I didn't graduate in the pandemic, I had po- I still have been post-grad in the pandemic and like yeah. not that I was going to do this fun job, but like a corporate job and, you know, straightforward nine to five benefits, the Mm -hmm. whole nine yards. And then even in later in 2020, I realized like officially fully realized it in 2021 that like, that's not the path for me. And like, not to say that isn't great because it's the status quo for a reason, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I definitely, relate to that in some ways of like having anxiety about the unknown and about what your life looks like now compared to like what do you thought it would look like and definitely uh is is hard especially in the pandemic because you're like I don't know what's gonna happen next with any like the world you know meanwhile I'm trying to figure out what my life going on in my life you know (laughs) definitely and I think what I wanted to ask you of like it's so easy especially on online and on social media and apps and everything about comparing yourself and where you are compared to like 
people that were in the same major as you or in the uh, same industry as you or whatever that is and just Mm -hmm. friends. And I know that like when I graduated, I thought I was going to have like the LinkedIn post or like the the Instagram post or like I'm working (laughs) with so-and-so company or I'm doing this or whatever. But like, did, did you have that comparison seep in, even though it was the pandemic and a lot of things were shifting with other people, did you still have like that comparison that came in? Yeah, of course. Um, I think a lot of, I made some really close friends in my major, which I'm super grateful for. And, um, a lot of them are either already pursuing grad school and, and in grad school and, or working for nonprofits and stuff like that. And so I think, um, coming here and being a nanny, uh, I felt a bit of, I don't know if shame is the right word, but kind of embarrassment, you know, oh, I got this degree. I'm so passionate about this. I've kind of created my identity around this. And here I am, you know, watching kids for a living. Yeah. <laughs> <Which> sounds <laughs> nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Let me, let me make that disclaimer. Um, and it's a, it's a fun job, but so I think that was, that was difficult for me. And I had to wrestle with that and kind of, you know, learn, that it was okay that I was doing that. There was nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But yeah, I think seeing people online, seeing people on LinkedIn, you know, when they're like, congratulate so-and-so for their new job. And you're like, oh, congratulations. What am I doing? Watching (laughs) new girl on my couch. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think comparison's always going to be something that's going to seep in, especially with the digital age that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely struggle with it, but I, I really do love that quote. I don't know who to attribute it to, but it's it's the one that says comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so true because um, yeah. I think it would have been easy for me to just focus on oh, look at these people who have this job and I have this job and take away some of the joy of my job because there are many joys of my job, you know? Yeah. The main one is that I get to do crafts all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> look at you. Craft, craft queen. Yes, a craft star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's my answer. Yeah, yeah, that's good because I think what I've also been reflecting on is, you know, even around this time, I've been talking about a lot on social media of just like relationships and how you can like around this time of like, everyone's getting engaged or Mm -hmm. going into relationships or having a baby or whatever that is. And it can be like, haha, yeah, I haven't had a long-term boyfriend in, you know, (laughs) ever. Um, But I think that, yeah, comparison can seep in at any point in time, but also remembering that like, not that this is in everyone's case career or relationship wise, but like he, people settle, you know, people settle for, for things that, and for, you know, relationships that aren't authentic to them and because Mm -hmm. they just want to speed up the process. And so I have to take that into account of like, Oh, like, they could be in this relationship or they could have this job, but they actually like don't want to be there or don't want to be in it. And they're kind of struggling in it, you know, Mm -hmm. definitely, especially going into the, going into the new year. And when this is 
uh, published, it'll be 2022. Um, But do you feel pressure going into this new year to, you know, apply for grad school or figure it out? Or like, what is your relationship around goals? Because as I Mm. talked about this in a previous episode, I wasn't always like a goal goal setter. I feel like coming into this year, I've finally, it doesn't intimidate me to set goals, but have it in a very Mm -hmm. uh, accessible or somewhat attainable manner that doesn't feel Mm -hmm. overwhelming or like, oh my gosh, I have to get all these things done in a year or whatever. I think setting healthy goals requires a lot of attunement with yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that a lot of times we set these goals that are actually goals we've taken from other people's lives, Mm -hmm. you know, goals we've seen, oh, I saw this influencer say this was her new year's resolution. And I thought, oh yeah, that's a great one, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's like, well, you have to, you have to really question and navigate where you're at in your life and think, is this a realistic, healthy goal for me? Mm -hmm. Um, and again, like that takes, discernment and it and it requires mental emotional discipline which you know we don't always have the capacity for yeah um so um going into the new year um I'm excited um but I don't really do resolutions Mm -hmm. um but goals I think are are different than resolutions or they, they can be um but you know I I was applying to, Lauren knows this, but I was applying to a program, a grad school program, and I actually um, decided to not apply anymore, to not send in my application, Mm -hmm. um, because I realized that I wasn't super, I wasn't as stoked about this program as I wanted to be, and and I think um, I didn't, I knew that once I graduated, this was probably the career path that I was choosing for myself. And I just thought I'm 25 and I'm not ready to make that decision yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for this year because I'm hopeful that it's going to reveal maybe some, some new ideas or new options for myself. And if it doesn't, so be it again, that's just the timing of it, I guess. Right. Um, you know, and I'm a little hopeful that COVID might resolve somewhat Ooh. this year. Yes. I mean, like, can, can, Omicron, can Omicron be the last major variant, please? Like yes, I, I, please. Heard, please. I heard on a podcast, somebody said, I don't want to learn the Greek alphabet. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking the That's exact amazing. same thing. I don't want to learn the alphabet. I want to be fluent in the alphabet. <laughs> well, the, the Greek alphabet. I know my mm-hmm. ABCs. <laughs> But I cannot say them backwards, which is... Oh, heck no. No. Mm -mm. I don't understand how people do that. I'm like, you are a special breed. Yep, they are. (laughs) Yeah. So does that answer your question? No, (laughs) it it, it does. (laughs) And I also, like, want to remind you and, you know, everyone listening is that, like, even in the first six months of 2022, if you don't get any, like, clarity or any direction like that doesn't mean that it won't come like the last the last six months of 2022 even though that like you know we want to amazon prime these decisions and everything (laughs) um (laughs) me included it doesn't you know you can there's still time you know hopefully there's still time to 
make those decisions and have that clarity and have opportunities come up and um, Mm -hmm. have people come into your life to like speak into where you are. So yeah, just some encouragement for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Hopefully I can give myself as much grace as you're giving me. (laughs) No, I feel like, yeah, I I've told Emma this countless times, like I, not to diminish your fears or doubts or anything, but like, I'm not worried about your future. (laughs) (laughs) Likewise. Uh, Oh, thank you. Um, because you're just so driven, but like smart and passionate and loving and empathetic and just understanding of people. So I think that those qualities you can't, you can't lose. You can't lose. So, um, so kind. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Crying in the club. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, that's, I truly believe that. And so I know that I'm going to be in the the number one fan with the foam finger. (laughs) Oh man. When, when any decision or any opportunity comes, I'm like, yeah, I know her. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as I said, I feel the same way about you. I'm not worried and I'll, I'll have my, low bowling foam finger on <laughs> low boat <laughs> fun fact in spanish that means wolf which i definitely Whoa. i definitely relate to that because i used to say in like high school i'm like i do come out at night okay <laughs> <laughs> i come out to play <laughs> because i, I mess around like, people thought, you know, or still think sometimes I am, but like still quiet and like reserved and like, don't talk to a lot. Um, that's definitely when you like first meet me, I'm trying to figure you out, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I definitely like when, you know, like when we would like get together and usually at nighttime we would just have fun together and my personality <laughs> would would come out and so yeah that's just a little little tidbit yeah no <laughs> random, I love that that's that's great random side note <laughs> to, yeah to everything I see we're on zoom but I see that you're wearing our friendship necklace okay I feel bad because <laughs> it's still tangled it's been tangled for like months okay with other necklaces so and like I have shaky hands and so it's hard for me like this like there's multiple necklaces that are tangled with that one and I'm like are we gonna have to get like I meant to get my parents to try to see if they could untangle it but I forgot yeah (laughs) but we might have to get a new friendship item (laughs) no here's what here's what here's the plan you come visit me in Seattle. Yes. Bring the tangled necklaces and I'll see if I can finesse and, and untangle them. Okay. Because I'm not, you know, I'm starting to be more and more, but I'm not the jewelry queen that you are. So I make rookie <laughs> mistakes, you know, and like think I can take things with me and put them all in like one place and then it somehow gets jumbled up and then it's like, because I have behind me in the corner, I have like a hooks for jewelry, but no, yeah. I just make things hard for myself. And somehow <laughs> when like I'm going, I'm doing a road trip, I like put them all together and don't. Yeah. So, well, 
I have tangled many, many things before. So rest assured. And what I will say, a little tip for traveling with jewelry, there are cute little velvet, the velvet's very in right now, velvet or suede little cases that you can buy. They're like circles or squares that are travel jewelry cases. And they're very affordable. There's some on Amazon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is not an ad. (laughs) We are sponsored by Amazon. (laughs) I am not an influencer. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that actually helps me keep things untangled when I'm traveling because I have flown to a destination and pulled out a necklace and been like, as if there's no way I'm going to untangle this thing. Takes me my whole lifetime. <laughs> Guess I can't go out tonight since I can't wear any jewelry. Has <laughs> <No. laughs> a crisis, has a quarter life crisis. About- <laughs> no, my quarter life crisis is wanting to buy every single thing from Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's also like Emma is like my main friend that we talk about fashion, all accessories, everything with that I enjoy because we can be deep, but also love, you know, some material items. Yes, we do. No shame. (laughs) No shame. Multifaceted people here. Okay. (laughs) We've, we've literally joked about being old ladies and buying each other Chanel bags. (laughs) Yes. which uh I don't know where we're gonna get that sort of money but uh let's, no because let's they keep it. they did you hear about the Chanel classic flat pi- price increase they literally are price increasing it I saw oh, I'm sure they are how how inflation okay like oh uh, true I was not a I was not a business or finance major. <laughs> that's no. for sure here was I, but I definitely fall along maybe too closely on the price increases of luxury items. And uh, there's still time. There's still savings to be put, savings account to grow, you know, stocks. Some people, some people invest in retirement funds. We, we invest in Chanel bag funds. <laughs> yes. Sorry about it. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry about it at all. That thing about to look fly as hell on me. Yeah. yeah. Cause you know, not to put gender on it, but like guys, you know, like cars and certain items and watches and stuff, but we like, we like bags. So. We like bags a lot. Yeah. And just anything. We like all fashion things. Yeah. Yeah, there that- was there was one time we, I feel like we need to tell the story of when we went to the Nordstrom Rack together and we spent like oh gosh three hours there maybe we probably we got there and it, you know we had oh they closed in a few hours we'll be good and we were we left I think after they had closed we checked out right as they were closing and <laughs> we both found some goodies which is yes. which is great but yeah. it's just classic us to go to one store and spend three hours in one store yeah we didn't at least I don't think you didn't spend three hundred dollars in the store okay yeah. <laughs> I don't know maybe you did I don't know I can't like wait <laughs> I don't think I did I think I got a good deal I got a free people jacket and it was priced uh very well I think so yeah holla hey love Nordstrom Rack love Me it too. Uh, I, did you see, I actually finally wore that jacket that we did get at the green one with the Sherpa. It was on my personal. Oh yeah. I did. 
when we en- we entered I was like waiting to figure out because it's not doesn't always get that cold in Atlanta so I was gonna wear it in 2020 but then you know some things happened and so yeah. um so yeah isolation you know quarantine so <laughs> um, COVID. yeah uh so finally I got to wear it on Christmas Eve and okay in the during the day I was sweating because it turns <laughs> out it casually wants to be like 70 degrees in you know winter but then in the evening it got a little cooler and so I was like look at me you're falling out you're like I look good I kind of felt extra but you know oh you got it Christmas okay yeah come on (laughs) come on you gotta you gotta step it up on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day of course yes yes of course I feel like you have definitely renewed my newfound love of fashion and putting together outfits because specifically at the end of 2019 like I was stressed about post-grad and job and getting rejected (laughs) and all the things um so like I think my fashion even earlier this year like my fashion always takes a hit like that's one of the things for me personally Mm -hmm. that always takes a hit and shows like I'm depressed or I have like a lot of anxiety about my current situation and so the back half of 20. 21 I was about to say 2022 (laughs) (laughs) not there yet um but yeah so I definitely you've kept my my passion alive passion for fashion good. I'm so glad it's just so fun and it's just such a a good way to express yourself um Mm -hmm. it is interesting how you're you're saying that's kind of one of the first things to go for you when you're struggling with your mental health where for me sometimes it's something it's a coping mechanism almost when I'm struggling to you know people say dress well test well that kind of stuff yeah or you know if if how you dress on the outside can kind of reflect how you're feeling on the inside which clearly is not always true because I would be maybe dressed nice but feel horrible mentally yeah but it's just interesting how it um kind of manifests differently for for both of us yeah because I kind of feel like when people say it can show like your moods mm-hmm. that's kind of where it comes from and for a, a long time like especially in middle school and high school I would use even though there was of course like like I said there was times where I was depressed and stuff and then I didn't dress all but also in the same lane like when I felt like I couldn't show my like true personality I, fashion helped because like I still do not regret both of my junior and senior prom looks. I still was like, I look good. Okay. <laughs> I still have those dresses. Okay. Oh my gosh. I, I love no it. Regrets. Thank you very much. Other people no may. Regrets. I don't. I still don't. I love it. I love that. <laughs> it's so good. You should, you should put them on and just like do a photo shoot with your cat. I did put one of them on one time, but I need to do a photo shoot with Roman. Thank you for that idea. <laughs> yeah, and get get him like a little crown yeah. and put it on his head and you can just, it'll be great. Yeah. So great many idea. people listening to this are going to cringe and be like, why would you, why would you recommend that? Well, because it sounds fun. Yeah, <laughs> it does. You never know. I may just like, if I have a wedding to go to, I may just like put that on <laughs> as a guest. 
<laughs> and bring Roman in one of those like cat bags. Yeah. But but get like a Louis Vuitton one. Oh yes. Okay. Just, Look at the ideas. Know, rolling in rolling in yes. style. That's a cool cat right there. <laughs> Roman uh, is my plus one always. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's great. Yes. Uh, you never know. I seriously might wear one of the dresses to a wedding at some point. You know, catch me. Okay. <laughs> catch me outside. <laughs> um, no, do it. I support it. I, I don't know what they look like, but I trust you that they're cute. So I'll show you after we end this episode. <laughs> That'll be the behind the scenes. Sorry, folks. We can't, <laughs> we can't advertise that part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not sponsored by BCBG. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh, one of mine was BCBG too. Do they even exist anymore? I don't even know. I don't, I don't, haven't, haven't seen anything about them in a minute, but I don't know. Who knows? That's some uh, behind the scenes investigation as well. (laughs) That's some tea right there. (laughs) Yeah. We got, we got, we got the archives. I was about to say, I think what happened was, once we wore their dresses, nobody else could ever look as good as us. And exactly. so the, com- the company fell off. <laughs> exactly. We have the archive. We have the vintage pieces. Yeah. We're like, alert, alert. We've peaked as a company. Laura Bowling and Emma Taylor. <laughs> Atlanta and Seattle. <laughs> yeah. um, but, oh my gosh. Okay. We're, we're wrapping up soon. But did your high school have a Facebook page to show the pictures of what the dresses look like so people wouldn't show up in the same dress. Yes, literally they did. But but here's the funny thing. I didn't get a Facebook till college. And so I was not in the group. And both of my proms, I had the same dress as somebody. But you know what? I, it's so funny we're talking about this because I was FaceTiming one of my really good guy friends from school, from high school last night. Mm-hmm. And he was actually my date to one of the dances. And I did not care. Like it did, yeah. it did not bother me at all. Yeah. I was like, you know, same dress, whatever. We both have good taste. Like let's take dress different people. Okay. Let's take a twinning picture. Yeah. And I did at each of the dances. I took a twinning picture with each other person. Who knows if they were, maybe they were annoyed, but that's not my problem. So yeah, no, it's not. I, yeah, I think it's like, that's something I don't really have a problem with in terms of fashion and like someone's wearing the same thing I'm like yes girl you rock it like come good on taste. please yeah good yeah. taste. but the funny thing is I I don't think I ever posted my dress <laughs> I think that I just was creeping on other people and to see but I I didn't but even though girls got um from BCBG they still weren't the same dress like girls would keep like they would twin but like they would never buy the dress same dress that I was wearing Mm -hmm. and so because I have a I had a very specific visual of what because I personally didn't want the classic prom dress if that makes sense like with the rhinestones like I had a belt on one of them that had like faux like rhinestones but it wasn't like all over the place and so Mm -hmm. I had a vision that I did not want to be like this just this one note of prom dress you know (laughs) yeah no I I hear you I never did the uh the complete top rhinestone top look 
I never, mm-hmm. I never did that. I, I didn't care for it. I went the simple route. My junior prom, I did not go the simple route, but my. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But with like, it real. was patterned. It was patterned. But my okay. senior prom, I did more. I did more classic. I had a bun, you know. Ooh. I wore black, which is maybe controversial, but. <laughs> Hot no, take. that's literally Hot all I wear. So <laughs> true. <laughs> you work it. Um, but my final, well, I say final, but I always have other questions. That's what I was going But some of my final questions, speaking of fashion, I feel like you are so good at having essential items in your closet. That's what I admire oh. you because I tend to like go for like, oh, I just love that top. Like, oh gosh. And then like, <laughs> then <laughs> the next thing you know, I'm like looking at my closet and I'm like, where is everything? Where is everything? I have no idea. Where are my classics? Where are my staples? Where is the white shirt? Where is the denim jacket? Where is the black top? I don't know. Okay. So what are your essential, where does your, what is your top five essential items in your wardrobe? So I would say you need a, you need a denim jacket. You need one. Actually, hot take you need more than one yeah I have mine Here, here's the validation any of you guys who are like eyeing another denim jacket and you're like I already have one buy it yeah buy it actually I would almost say you need a denim jacket like a jean like a um, blue denim and you need a black denim I need a black denim yeah okay well you better start hunting girlfriend yeah um so I would say those and then I would say you need a really good turtleneck Mm-hmm. You know, one that is versatile, you know, probably um, I would recommend having a, a neutral toned turtleneck so that you can pair it with other things and maybe even layer it, you know? Okay. And then I would say a good blazer. You, you, need, yes, you, need, we, you need a good blazer. We've because, talked about blazers several times. <laughs> yes. You, you And here's the thing. I this is this is the addiction is real you can't have enough blazers because there there's so many different kinds and there's such good things to have on hand for interviews or like weddings even Mm -hmm. or dinner parties you know throw a blazer over anything and you look like a queen you know yes (laughs) and then oh this is hard because I I only pick these are all like winter things haven't <laughs> this is seasonal we're, we're doing winter okay yes uh, it's winter edition <laughs> okay yeah winter edition and then the last thing I would say is you need a good coat and you need yes you need yes. a coat that goes with most of your outfits right so mm-hmm. it's hard because you see that really pretty you know pink coat or, or, <laughs> yeah I picked I picked Lauren's color the pink coat or whatever but it doesn't always go with everything so I recommend you know the the camel the black the brown the gray the navy. I mean some yeah the navy some people some people can make a white coat versatile and I applaud you guys I just won't buy a white coat because makeup and coffee yeah all the things. things I love it will look would... yellow by the time yeah yeah the end exactly. of the week basically And then you said five things, but I just have to add one more because this is essential for the winter is you need like a good scoop neck, long sleeve shirt for layering, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And 
for for tucking in under your blazer or your denim jacket thrown on a scarf you know you know you gotta you gotta get it I wish everyone could see your face right now I'm, I'm so happy right now I'm like <laughs> so glad you asked Lauren let me go off on this for you know but I will say part of the reason that I think I'd never thought that oh yeah I am good at having the staples or the basics but I think part of the reason that I um may appear to be good at having those is because I do wear a lot of neutral colors and I wear Mm -hmm. a lot of black and which are oftentimes basic pieces of like staple clothing Mm -hmm. so in turn something I admire about Lauren is actually she's bolder than I am with the colors that she chooses to wear which is something that I'm working on Mm -hmm. because we could get into a whole reason as to why I wear dark colors. Some of it is because of body image stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, no, screw this. I can rock a red sweater and look yeah. like a queen. Yes. You exactly. know, I don't need to just wear black, but I do love an all black fit. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You look good. With the gold with the gold jewelry. It's like game over. Ooh, yes. Black and black and gold game over. <laughs> black and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know what, <laughs> what it is. It is. <laughs> Honestly, guys, everything I do, I do a big. <laughs> I might want to cut that part out. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> our true, oh, our true man. colors came out. Okay, <laughs> true. This is this is the authentic Emma and Lauren. <laughs> yes. Usually, usually over cafeteria food. Yes, or FaceTime. True, true, yeah. true, true. But what I was surprised, I guess it wasn't it technically, I didn't say ca- a category. I didn't say accessories. But I was surprised that Doc Martens weren't involved in this situation. I went the, cl- I went the clothing route, not the accessories. Yeah, not the shoe. If you don't have a pair of Doc Martens, what are you doing? What are you doing? Here, here's what I'll say. If, if any of you listeners are contemplating it, is breaking it in a terrible experience? Yes, breaking in docs is not fun. But the fun part is when you break them in and you look in the mirror and you be like, I look fly as heck right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, Doc Martens, you got it. You got to. And there's so many different types. I feel like people just think about like the classic and they get intimidated, but there's so many, I feel like they have more, they continue to come out with more styles and more like patterns and everything. Mm -hmm. And why in this moment did it want me to buy other ones? (laughs) Now I'm just like, "Mm, I may have to go on the website now. I did, I did see that one the other day. (laughs) Need to to cop that. No, for real. Like Chelsea boots are so in right now. And the Doc Martin Chelsea boots are so cute. And I've actually heard that they're easier to break in than the classic, uh, what's it called? Some number. Something, something, you know, it's like a, a, yeah, I'm not even going to try it. The 1745, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 1950. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really into fashion, but I have no idea what this boot is called. Um, but anyways, I've heard they're not as bad as uh, other boots breaking in. Yeah, I have to give credit to Emma because I did get into Doc Martens because of her. So just have to give you credit. You had some Docs before you knew me. True, but I think they were fake. But, you know, same <laughs> difference. <laughs> Shh, 
don't have to you don't not have that to I, say. not that i hate on anyone that does that but like. they're no they're expensive if yeah you, and yours didn't look they didn't they don't look fake so mm-hmm. go for it yeah for sure go for it. yeah i just liked the quality piece of it you know no yeah they're they're nice they'll la- that's the other thing they will last you a long time yes yes I I can't I can't spend money. It's tempting. It's tempting right now. I can't spend money. I've... It's after Christmas. We gotta we gotta save up for the new year. <laughs> we gotta save up for that trip where you're visiting me, right? Yes. I seriously like that's one of my goals for the new year is to make more intentional time to see my friends. Even though, granted, like we've been in a pandemic, and so that makes sense of why. <laughs> but um, I definitely am making that my goal to come to Seattle because I've always wanted to go to Seattle and you're in Seattle and my parents used to live in Seattle at one point. And so it's just like a must, you know, it is a must. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm going to say it's going to happen in the first half of the year too. Uh, Yeah. Yep. Yep. God willing. Yes, it will happen. And then we'll go to New York after Omicron is done obliterating New York. Yeah. No, I'm fine because honestly, like the tea is that Seattle looks more beautiful than New York. Oh, whoa. She went there. Did I I say it? With this fresh snow we have, it's, it's been so pretty, but now I'm like, okay, um, I have a Prius and I can't drive anywhere. (laughs) Oh yeah. Your Prius. uh, Can we, can we melt please? I need to go to the store. (laughs) <laughs> and I need to spend some gift cards I got for Christmas. Oh, oh the gift cards. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the real reason. Yeah. Adult things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just girly things. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Emma, thank you so much for taking the time to come on my podcast. I yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. I love it. Thank you. I don't know. I I said this with Destiny, but I don't know if you want people to follow you on Instagram. But if you want to say your Instagram, you can. <laughs> oh my gosh. Follow me on Insta. We could become Insta besties. I need to check really quick what my handle is. <laughs> um, it's just underscore Emma Taylor with a couple A's after the Emma and in the Taylor. <laughs> I can link to it in like the description. Yeah. Feel free to give me a follow. Reach out if you have any questions or comments on anything I said. Social work. Yeah, I would love. I love meeting new people. I love talking with people. Seriously, hit me up. (laughs) Yes, she she is a gem. And uh, again, thank you. And homies, I hope this helps you with today, tonight, or tomorrow. Talk to you soon.